0: Hey, it's America's Supermom. Thank you for joining me on my podcast. This series is the Corona Chronicles. I created this so that we would have an outlet of positivity in the midst of a lot of negativity. You know what I'm talking about. All the news, the fear around this virus, um, how it can affect us, um, what the new normal is looking like, and how so many things have changed that a lot of people feel like um, it is the end of the world, so to speak. So this podcast was created so that those of us who have hope, who are willing to move forward with this new normal and uh, innovate new things that will help us to be creative and positive positive that is what this platform is for, for us to come together and share that positivity and that light with those who may need it. So if you're interested in sharing your insight, please reach out because we can never have enough positive news. So sit back and enjoy the show. Uh, I wanna
1: thank you guys for joining me today. I'm really excited about my next guest, Linda Sunshine West. We have not met formally. uh, However, we have been connected through uh, Women Action Takers Network, which is a Facebook group. That's how I first got acquainted with her. And um, I met her through Patty Mays. So um, really excited that we are able to connect today on the podcast. She has some great insight. We've been able to um, just see each other through Facebook Lives or whatever um, a lot more recently as we move forward and pivot and continue to help people build business during this challenging time that we're in with with this pandemic. So I'm excited to have Linda here today and share some insight that can help us continue to move forward. Uh, for great things, even though we're just halfway through the year and have had many many challenges during 2020, but there's still brighter days ahead. So at this time, I'm going to give Linda the opportunity to introduce herself before we get into the interview.
2: Hey, Lichelle, it's so funny because, you know, you like we haven't met formally in person, and I don't know if we will because we're in different coasts, but Mm -hmm. I feel like I know you, you know? And that's what the internet does for us. It helps us to have these connections with people. And uh, that goes to part of my story is, you know, Mm -hmm. I grew up in a very volatile, abusive, alcoholic household. And by growing up in that household, I ended up becoming a people pleaser. And I had Mm -hmm. so many fears because, you know, it's like everything was, if you do this, you might get hurt. If you do that, you might get hurt. If you say this or say that, you might get hurt. Mm -hmm. So growing up in that kind of environment, Um, What's interesting for me is the last six years, I decided to make a pivot in my life. I decided Mm -hmm. to stop being scared. I decided to start living my life. And and I had to figure out what does that mean? What does that look like? And how do I do that, right? Mm -hmm. Because I didn't know how to do that. So I hired a life coach six years ago and she really helped me to unlock who I am and who I've been hiding as for the previous 51 years. And mm-hmm. it really changed my life, put me on a different trajectory. And the reason I share that is because when you mentioned that we haven't connected, you know, uh, officially, um, the way I see it is when we tap into our true beings of who we truly are on this planet, mm-hmm. that the connections are through the air. So I don't need to be in person with somebody to connect with them, I mm-hmm. connect with them based on my heart connection. So I believe in heart and soul connections. And I believe you and I have some sort of heart and soul connection. And that's why I feel like we've already met in person.
1: I understand that. And I totally get that, you know, and it's uh, one of the great things that I am cherishing during this time with this pandemic, with a lot of things being virtual, is that I really feel that I've been able to exercise that, manifestation, so to speak, with a lot of different connections. So I totally get that. Now, this is just so great that you talk about fear, because right now, there is nothing but fear all around us. People have fear of uh, different races, they've got fear of this virus, they have fear of not having any money. I mean, all these different things. So You would be a great person to give someone some advice who is struggling with all these fears, how to make that pivot. You know, what was it that really got you to the point where you had the ability to take the leap, so to speak, and get a coach and, you know, start something different?
2: Yeah, that first leap that I took of hiring a life coach was the very first thing that helped me to, you know, get on this trajectory of where I am today. Like I have very few fears and I'll share with you in a minute why that is, but what happened was I was driving to work one day and by this time I had had 49 jobs. So mm. changing jobs was not a fear of mine, obviously, <laughs> <Because> after <laughs> 49 jobs or being interviewed was not a fear of mine, you know, after you have 40 or more than 49 interviews, you know, right. And so when I was driving to work, though, I was at that time, I was working for a judge in the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals. So in my line of work as a legal secretary, which I had done for 20 years, I was like, I made it. I am working for this judge in the Court of Appeals, which was a big, big deal. But Mm -hmm. after 14 months, I was bored. It just wasn't me. And I realized I was driving myself to work today to the prison that I had built for myself. Like it was my Mm -hmm. own internal, emotional mental prison, right? So, you know, I'm not, I'm not um, putting it in the same lines as being locked up in a prison, but it was my own mental hell that I created. And I think Mm -hmm. a lot of times we do that to ourselves. So this one day, as I was driving to work, I was just getting mad at myself that I did this again. Job number 49. I put myself into a box. And I said to myself, what is the purpose of this planet? It's so ridiculous. I was just so angry, right? It is Mm -hmm. so ridiculous. Why am I even here? I have no purpose. I mean, I'm just pushing papers for people. That's all I do. Like I'm not making an impact. Why am I here? And I was literally asking myself those questions in anger as I was driving to work. So what happened that day when I got to work, I was on Facebook and I was looking inside of a group that I belonged to. And there was a woman in there that I'd never met. You know, We were just like was people online and I had never even met her online and she put a post and it said, I'm a life coach. I took some time off and I'm ready to get back into it. I'm looking for five women who want to change their life. And I was like, this woman is talking to me, you know? Yeah. So I just, I raised my hand and I was like, I want to work with you. I don't know who you are. I don't know what you do. I don't know how we're going to do it, but you're going to change my life. Let's do it. I'm ready to change my life. And that was the start of it, Lachelle. Like I just, I opened up myself and I said, I'm ready. I need help. I need help. For the first time in my life at 51 years old, I admitted out loud to myself that I needed help. And so that was the very first thing. So I'll just really quickly go into this. So I worked with her for five months and it was an incredible five months. Every single week I was changing who I am. Because people, I knew it because people would tell me like, oh my God, you're so different this week than you were last week. Well, after working with her for five months, it was the end of November of 2014. And so Mm -hmm. December, I'm by myself. I had gotten really used to having this woman asking me these tough questions and I hated her every week because she really had me dive into myself, you know? Mm -hmm. And oh man, I hated her at the beginning of the week. And then I loved her by the end of the week. You know, it was kind of like, are we yeah. (laughs) Exactly. So December, I was by myself. I'm on my own. I don't have this person asking me these questions. I don't have any probe, anybody probing into my life and and helping me to change and to see who I am and see what value I have to offer. So January 1st of 2015, I woke up that morning and I said, I got to do something different this year because I've changed so much, but I want to keep going. I got addicted to change which was so awesome. So I decided I'm going to face a fear every day this year. That's what I'm going to do. Every morning I'm going to wake up. And the first thing I'm going to say to myself is what scares me? Then I'm going to lay in bed and I'm going to wait until the answer comes. When the answer comes, I'm going to face that fear, whatever fear it is. Mm. I don't care what it is. I have to face it. And I did that for 365 days. Mm. It was amazing. Changed my life. gave me confidence that I didn't even know I had, or that I forgot that I had. I -hmm. say forgot because when I was five years old, I ran away and I was gone for an entire week. That was a a really, really brave, strong little girl. Mm -hmm. But the abuse that I grew up in, when I came back home after a week, that abuse caused me to shrink and shrivel into this terrified ball, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. So
2: that year of fears, the name of my book, the year of fears, you know, that okay. year of facing a fear every single day, totally changed who I am. And I'm so glad I did it. I would do it again, but I don't have as many fears
1: now. That is just <laughs> awesome. Now that is really awesome. That is one thing about definitely putting into action a plan and implementing it. Yeah. You know? So that is amazing. Now, so for, um, In facing those fears, you know, what advice would you give somebody? So somebody's there, I don't know if they want to do 365, that's commendable. You might be Guinness book for that, right? (laughs) (laughs) But for somebody who is like, hey, I just want to get on that road of facing my fear. What advice would you give them to get started?
2: Well, the first thing in fear is to recognize that you're experiencing fear. Mm-hmm. Like, like actually acknowledge it and say, Oh my God. I don't know if you know, people's fear shows up in different places for me, you know, it'll show up in my throat, in my hands, mm-hmm. I might start shaking. I might get sweaty palms. My forehead might be starting to sweat. I might get a headache. Um, my mm-hmm. stomach might go crazy. A lot of times for me, it's in my stomach where my stomach is just like, bam, bam, bam. And so like, I want to throw up. Like I, mm-hmm. that's how fear, mm-hmm. that's how it affects me. So the first thing is to figure out these feelings. Our body talks to us. Our Mm -hmm. body tells us what we need to hear. Mm -hmm. So once we start listening to it, we can answer it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that's the first thing is to figure out, okay, I'm, my stomach is going crazy. What is this all about? Mm -hmm. And just ask it, what's going on? You know, ask your stomach, what's going on? And it might tell you, I'm scared. I'm scared to do that. I don't, I don't want to do that. And so then you ask it why you have a conversation with your stomach. Why are you scared? What's making you scared? Because fear is future. It, we're, uh-huh. What we're scared of is the future. It hasn't happened yet. Uh-huh. We have no idea what's out there and it's causing fear, but most of our fears are based on our past. Uh-huh. So a great example is um, you know, because I had so much fear I recognized that my biggest fear was the fear of judgment scared of what people were going to think about me, say about me, Were they, I was a people pleaser. So are they going to night like me? I needed everybody to like me, every person. I needed them to like me. That was my desperation. And so what I would recognize is that, Oh, I'm having a fear of talk, having a conversation with somebody. Why am I having this fear? Well, when I was younger, I had a lot of people in my life that told me I was stupid, told me that I was goofy, crazy, mm-hmm. called me all kinds of names. Mm-hmm. And because of those past experiences of people saying those negative mean things to me about me, I believed that anytime I had a conversation with somebody, they might catch on to me and they might see how stupid and ignorant I am. Mm. So I, I recognized this, this was really important for me. Because this helped me to see that I need to just talk to people and not be worried about what they're going to think about me. Mm -hmm. And so sounds so simple, but it's not that simple,
1: Mm -hmm. but it's having
2: that. Yeah. So just Mm -hmm. recognize that you're having a fear
1: and then figure Mm -hmm. out what
2: that, what's causing that fear and then put it to shame. You know,
1: I love that. I love that. And that is so true. And then, um, you know, people pleasing, I went through the same thing myself, you know, it's like, you seek that validation, you know, and so you wrote a book, which to me, I think is commendable, because so many people, it's like, we can talk about a fear, we can, um, you know, tell a story, it's our, you know, signature talk, but to actually put that in writing is just, you know, takes it to another level. So for people who are, you know, they feel like they have that book, they want to get started. What advice would you give them to, you know, go ahead and follow through with that?
2: Well, if you're having, like, let's say you have a book inside of you. I believe we all do. We Mm -hmm. all, we're all just made of stories. That's Mm -hmm. our entire lives are just a bunch of stories on top of each other. Mm
0: -hmm. So if
2: you have a a book inside of you that you want to get out, you know, first thing is, just start writing, just start writing. But if you have a certain reason you want to put that book out for, for me, I'll give an example for me. What had happened was I was talking to one of my mentors and I have lots of mentor, mentors and coaches in my life. I truly believe in them. I think they, they really help us to see who we really are. So mm-hmm. one of my mentors said, um, well, you faced a fear every day. That's so awesome. Now, what are you going to do? I go, what do you mean? What am I going to do? He goes, you should write a book. I said, Why would I write a book? Who wants to read a book that I have to write? Mm -hmm. He's like, Are you kidding me? There are people out there who are facing fears every single day. Your book might just change somebody's life. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Whoa, that's big. So I started writing and writing and writing. A year later, I still hadn't written my full book because I kept starting. I started my book. Every time I sat down, I never finished it. I just started it, started it, started it. So finally somebody challenged me to finish my book and they gave me an, an, a sequence, like an outline of what to follow to make it a lot easier to write the book. I followed that sequence and I finished it in two weeks. And then I, then I published it. I did self-publishing with Amazon. I did it the following week. So three weeks later, my book was done, but it took me a year Mm -hmm.
1: to really get to that
2: point where I was ready to start and finish. Mm -hmm. And you know, what's interesting about that, Lachelle is my dad was a starter, not a finisher. Mm -hmm. So that was a habit I picked up from him and I carried it with me for decades, five decades. And Women Action Takers was born out of the fact that I became a finisher.
1: That's awesome. Thank that's, you. That's good. Now, so talk to us about, you know, women action takers, you know, the whole concept of, you know, coming together, having this Facebook group and things like that.
2: Oh man, it's, you know, I've been on a journey. It's been like a six year journey since mm-hmm. I, I quit my corporate job. I forgot to mention that I worked with my life coach and shortly after we were done working together, I decided I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not happy I'm living my daily life, you know, just unhappy. And I don't want to put myself into that position. Mm-hmm. So I quit my corporate job and I just started this journey of entrepreneurship. You know, I didn't even know what the word entrepreneur was at the time. <laughs> and, and I was like, I don't know what people ask me. What are you going to do? I don't know. How are you going to make money? I don't know. All I know is what I'm not going to do anymore. And so mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't recommend it to people, but it was what I needed to do for my life. And I made the choice and I did it. And fortunately, my husband's very supportive. And he was like, okay, (laughs) let's, (laughs) I believe in you. Let's see what happens, you know? Mm -hmm. So, so it's been an interesting journey, but, um, it's, it's just really, to me, life is about living with no regrets. And I Mm. got that from my mom because my mom, before she passed away, you know, she had lived with my dad for 55 years of abuse for 55 Mm. years. So she never lived her life. And she, two weeks before she died, said, Linda, I have lived my life with so many regrets. Don't do the same thing. Live your life with no regrets. And I heard her loud and clear. Mm. So when I got on this path of entrepreneurship, you know, I had so many different ideas of things I wanted to do, and nobody was going to stop me from doing any of them. Whether I made money or not, it didn't matter. I finally was unleashed. And I was going to do what I wanted because I was not going to live my life with regrets. Mm-hmm. Well, I lost a lot of money. We went through it. My poor husband, you know, he's like mm-hmm. I'm just glad he's supportive because he's still here with me, even though all the twists and changes and the gyrations I've gone through and lost us a lot of money. You know, we sold my childhood house. Like there's, there's this long story about everything that's happened, but mm-hmm. it's really helped me to step into who I am. And this is how, like I discovered through this process by meeting the different people I've met. I've interviewed stars on the red carpet. Like I interviewed Wesley Snipes. I interviewed the president of Mexico, you know, Mm. Jack Canfield, Les Brown, um, you know, just uh, Kevin Harrington, Sharon Lecter, some really amazing people that I've Mm -hmm. had opportunities to interview. But that's because I would step beyond my fear on a regular basis. Mm. And I realized that no matter how much You wish, hope, dream, pray, manifest, all of that stuff. It doesn't matter how much you do all of that stuff. It could be standing right in front of you. And if you don't take action, it's not going to happen. So I was like, I am all about taking action, inspired action, um, taking messy action. Like there's all these different types of action, but I realized Mm -hmm. that I can take action and mess up. But at least I took the action, and I got to see that it didn't work that way. Like was Einstein says, I didn't fail ten thousand times. I found ten thousand ways it didn't work.
1: Absolutely. Mm -hmm. That's commendable because so many times that we sit there, and you know, you speculate a outcome, and you haven't even started the journey to even know. Somebody (laughs) said something so profound. It's so hard to steer a parked car, right? Yeah. <laughs> you can talk about all the places you're going, but you're going nowhere fast if the car is parked, okay? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. That's fun. So, this is awesome. So, now, so how was it that you were able to um, cross paths with some of these celebrities, you know, in your journey of entrepreneurship?
2: Yeah, that, that all started again with my life coach. We were, um, we were, she and I were attending a vision board seminar and Mm -hmm. I had never been, I didn't even know what a vision board was. And she said, Hey, there's this vision board seminar, let's go to it. And I said, okay. So Mm -hmm. we were attending this vision board seminar and they had five speakers at the event at the very end was their keynote speaker. And his name is Dr. Greed, Greg, Dr. Greg Reed. And he was so, just so uh, magnetic, you know? And mm-hmm. and as I was listening to him, I won one of his books because he gave away a book and I won a book. And I was just just really, like my jaw was open from listening to him and I was picking up all this information. And after he was done speaking, he invited us all to his event and it cost $1,500 at the time. And I was like, I can't afford that. You know, there's no way I'm going to do that. And so my life coach she went over to talk to him and she bought a ticket and she came over to me. She was Linda. I'm going to secret knock. You should go with me. And I go, I'm not paying $1,500 to go to an event. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. And she looked me square in the eyes and she just like, her face was literally like three or four inches from mine. And she said, you don't understand. You have to be there. And I was like, okay, whatever my life coach says I got to do because she, changed my life so drastically for the better. And Mm -hmm. so I did. I pony up the money. I bought the ticket. And as I was at the event, she and I were there and she was out flitting around talking to all these people. Now I had a fear of talking to people. So I literally stood in a corner looking at my phone the whole time and she would bring people over to me. Linda, you need to meet this person. Linda, you need to meet that person and all this stuff. And, and it was really awesome. So on the third day, the the third day, the speaker was uh, Frank Shankwitz. And he's the creator, a co-founder of the Make-A-Wish Foundation. And he was up there on stage telling his story about how the Make-A-Wish Foundation was formed. And at the very, very end, he said, if I can do it, you can do it. Everyone can be a hero. And it was in that exact moment. That I said to myself, I am no different than anybody in this room, except I took a different path. That's the only difference between us. If they can do it, I can do it too. So I went and introduced myself to Frank, you know, creator of Mm. Make-A-Wish Foundation. So I introduced myself to Brian Smith, the founder of Ugg Boots. And I started just walking up to people and introducing myself and starting a conversation, something I had never done in my life because I was too Mm -hmm. scared of what they think of me. Well... Mm -hmm. What ended up happening is these people, you know, Frank and, um, Brian, and then my mentor, Greg Reed, and then the inventor of the credit card magnetic strip Ron Klein They're in my next book that's coming out the end of this month, um, depending on the COVID. Um, but the book's going to come out this month, hopefully called momentum, 13 lessons Mm -hmm. from action takers who changed the world. And Mm -hmm. it's all because I went up to them, had a conversation and I asked them, Hey, I'm writing this book. Will you be in it? And they all said yes. Mm. And I share that because we all have the ability to do these things. When I met Jack Canfield, I had lunch with him for two hours. And that Mm. lunch was something that the scared Linda would never have happened for. But the Linda who stepped up and said, Hey, Jack, I'm going to take you to lunch. And he, and I did Mm -hmm. just him and I, nobody else. Mm -hmm. because I said it when I interviewed Wesley Snipes, I was on the red carpet interviewing stars. Again, I asked, can I interview people on the red carpet? And they were like, yes. So Wesley Snipes is walking down the red carpet and I see him about three people away from me. And I'm like, said to my videographer, we're going to get Wesley Snipes. We're going to interview Wesley Snipes. That's all I'm focused on. And that's what I said to him. So Wesley Mm -hmm. Snipes was interviewed. He walked right on past me, like three people away from me. And I was like, I am getting him like I was so focused on that Mm -hmm. interview that what happened is as he was um, being interviewed by the person, I was watching every single move. I was watching their mouths move. I was watching their body language. I was listening to every word. And the second I saw that they were finished, I literally reached over and I touched Wesley Snipes, I touched his elbow and I just brought him over nice and gentle. And I mm-hmm. said, Mr. Snipes, it's my turn. And he said, okay, let's go. And we all have these, oppor- again, opportunity. I wished it. I desired it. I manifest it, whatever. But you know what? The old Linda would have just said, oh, he passed me by. The mm-hmm. new Linda said, I am. that's what I want, and I'm going to get it. And I'm going to take action and make it happen. So this has happened time and time again now because I'm actually being consciously aware of what I want and desire out of life. When we are consciously aware of what we want and what we desire, we will bring it to us. But then we have to take the action to make it happen.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that because, you know, when you're consciously aware there is that moment where you are having a dialogue with yourself, maybe, you know, in your head about why are you not gonna take this next step? You yeah, know, right there in front of you, even though you have that fear, but it's like, what are you gonna do now, right? And yeah. uh, you're having this dialogue with yourself and it's like, okay, I've wanted this, now it's here, so I can't be scared, I have to act. This is what I've been believing for you know so but that is kind of a still scary place you know but it is yeah yeah as you do it more you recognize that other people have that same fear and so I just kind of have the mindset I'm doing it for the people you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm doing it for the people right yeah and um, that just kind of what gets you through
2: yeah, yeah, I know so. I know we're almost done. Can I give a really quick exercise for your audience that might yes, help them through this? Absolutely. And I have it's so funny cuz there's um there's this saying like what would Jesus do, right? Like, like mm-hmm. and and it's funny cuz I've heard some people say what would Linda do, which I think that's mm-hmm. so funny to that's be put cute. there. It's because this one exercise has helped me through so many fears. And again, remember my fear, my biggest fear was fear of judgment. I no longer have that fear, which is cool mm-hmm. because it really gives you freedom in life to not have mm-hmm. a fear of judgment so mm-hmm. what i do i i just experienced this one one of my clients this morning she was like this okay. thing happened and i said okay you need to go through my seven steps it's a very simple okay. seven steps and okay. so let's say for example you have somebody that you uh, I, we're in business right so you have somebody mm-hmm. you want to reach out to but you're scared to reach out to that person mm-hmm. and so you're like "Oh, i'm scared i don't want to reach out to them because what if they say no Or what if they never wanna talk to me again? So here's the question you would ask yourself in that scenario. You would say, okay, if I pick up the phone and call Lachelle today and she says no to me, is that going to adversely affect my life one year from today? Well, hopefully your answer is no (laughs) in a a year, right? So then you're like, say no. And you have to go through the whole phrasing every single time. Is that because you have to ask yourself a full question. Okay, cool. If I call a today and she says, no, is that going to adversely affect my life six months from today? No. Mm. Then you go three months, one month, one week, one day, and one hour. Most of the time, by the time you get to one hour, your answer is going to be no. And that right there for me has been my jumping off point where I'm like, it's, it's not going to adversely affect me. So let's just do it. Right. And it works for me 100% of the time.
1: I love that. Yeah, that's good. Because this is the thing. People are right there, ready to take action and scared. And, yeah. um, you know, I think we have the element where we know to ask ourselves questions, but we get lost in what questions to ask. And that yeah. is so clear about you know, adversely affecting you. That is so good because uh, we have all these other dark roads we can go down a rabbit hole of a shoulda, woulda, There or all these bigger monsters that we create in our head. But just to face it head on with those questions is just commendable. I think that I love it. All right. So what is the best way for the audience to get a hold of you?
2: That would be womenactiontakers.com is my website. And then Linda, which is L-Y-N-D-A, at Women Action Takers. You know, I'm on Facebook and LinkedIn as Linda Sunshine West. And uh, I'm on Amazon. I have an Amazon author page, which I'm so proud of because it um figuring out how to do that you know and now it's uh, up there i've got five books up there there's another one that's going to be added soon And i've got lots of books on the works and working on collaborative books with other women and stuff and just have a lot of fun things that are in the future for sure
1: i love that well we are really excited and glad that you could come and join us for a little bit of time and appreciate all your wisdom and words of insight and so glad that we were able to connect on this platform.
2: Thank you so much, Michelle. I really appreciate it.
1: You are welcome. Well, I'll definitely be in touch and uh, we'll speak with you soon. Okay. Thank you. All right. You have a good night.
0: Thank you for joining me on this episode. I really enjoy providing content that inspires and challenges us to be a better version of ourselves. If you are interested in being a guest on the show, please email me at info at You can also reach out to me on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Pinterest, or my YouTube channel. If there was something in this episode that resonated with you, it, it probably will resonate with someone else. So please share it. It's free. It doesn't cost anything. But those aha moments, those moments of really getting something and changing your perspective are very, very pivotal in having people um, change the trajectory of their lives. And so being able to share insightful information so that other people can grow is the easiest thing that we can do as we pay it forward. So again, I want to thank you all for listening. And if you have time, write out a review. Go to iTunes, Anchor, uh, wherever you can um, find this podcast on any of those platforms and write a review about um, what impact this episode uh, had on you, what you learned or whatever. Um, Any feedback is great because it just helps me to understand what content is really beneficial for those that are listening. So again, I want to thank you all for your support and taking the time to spend some time with me and my guests. And I wish you a wonderful day. Thanks for listening.